Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. And welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. And every weekend we're here and we're doing life together. And as always, we're so glad you've joined us. I know I've never said this before, but how can it be the weekend already? I know. It does seem to go really <laughs> fast. And then the weekends go super fast. And they're faster. Fast. Yeah, they're that's faster. Right. And then you're waiting all week yeah, for the weekend. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> you know, sadly, we've noticed a lot of attention being given in the news lately about church problems and abuse in the church. We know so many who have been hurt by people in the church. Some have left the faith. Others have left their church, but still carry some scars and stings from the pain. It's sad and preventable. So we wanted to do a show on church hurt, how to address it, and how not to lose your faith. How's that? That's great. I mean, church hurt has also been the subject of a lot of recent TV documentaries. That's for sure. And the level of betrayals from pastors and church leaders, it's quite disappointing and impacts people's lives. I mean, it's it's more than disappointing. It just grieves you. It's tragic. When you see these right. these stories. Church hurt creates doubt, mistrust, it can ruin friendships, and boy, we've seen that, and it can cause a lot of division in the church. And Mm -hmm. we know whose strategy division is. It's not a godly thing. It can be damaging spiritually, relationally, and individually. And sadly, you've counseled more than a few people uh, during your practice time over the years who have experienced trauma, abuse, and worse from toxic leaders and their parishioners. I think we both agree this has to stop, and we hope to explore that topic on today's program. You know, that's right, Norman. It it does. As I said before, it really grieves me. I've seen women hurt when they have been, when they have had to separate from their husbands because they were being beaten, and the church leaders have turned their back on them, or worse, they've told them to stay in the abusive situation. Mm. It's hard to believe, but that still goes on. Or when mental health problems were acknowledged, they were told that they lacked faith or they had sin in their lives. I've seen entitled leaders who took advantage of volunteers, expected special treatment, um, abused finances, led secret lives. I mean, I think I've seen it all in the 25 years of therapy. And unfortunately, if you have been in a church for any length of time, you've probably experienced something related to being hurt or offended or you knew somebody where this has happened to us. Right. So it's, what we're saying is it's not as uncommon as you might think. And it can range from a very minor offense where we need to learn to let those things go to very major and even life-altering things that happen. But we do want to say that certainly not every church hurts people. Sometimes people are hurt due to their own mistakes or a sin that they've committed or that was committed against them, or in some cases, because of failed leadership. The church is made up of imperfect people, and like every organization, it will experience problems now and then. 
But when church hurts happens, it can cut someone to the core, and it's very painful, and it's very confusing for the person in the church. Because you don't expect it. Right. You don't expect it coming from that source. And when it comes from leaders, it really is an abuse of power. So you may sense something isn't quite right, but sometimes you just can't put your finger on what that Mm -hmm. is. And when someone is mistreated, it can create something you call toxic shame. Tell us more about that. Think about it this way. You may know what your leader is saying to you is not quite true, but you still wonder if you did something wrong because after all, they're God's anointed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they even tell you that they're God's anointed. But it's really hard then for the person to separate out the God who loves them from the misrepresentation of the God that they're seeing in this person who's hurting them. Okay, okay. Toxic shame. I get that. I hope our listeners hear us focusing on people in the church versus the church at large. We're not saying the church universal, the church of Jesus Christ has all these problems. It's an important difference, I think, for us to remember. It's a really important difference. And here's a way to think about this that might help. Think of a car. A car is very useful. It's very functional in your life. You need it, Mm -hmm. right? You need it to get around. But when you have a flat tire, the car won't run. It's messed up. So you don't throw out the car. (laughs) You fix the tire, Right, right? Right, And that's what we need to do when we have been hurt by the church. We need to fix the tire, not abandon the car. That's a good point. And when you experience that flat tire, we do want to acknowledge that not all church hurts are equal. It's one thing to be backstabbed by a choir member and quite an entirely different trauma to be sexually assaulted by a pastor. That's a really good point. So depending on how deep the hurt goes, the repair might take a lot longer. Mm -hmm. But hurt doesn't have to have the last word. Oh, that's good. Working through deep pain can actually deepen your faith. I know we don't like those. Those are those trials Mm -hmm. that make us stronger Mm -hmm. that Andre Crouch sang about (laughs) a long, long time ago. Um, And since you can't control bad behavior by other people's, your response to it is what matters in terms of starting your healing. So like most relationship issues, problems can tear you apart or they can bring you closer together. And in this case, we're talking about it can tear you apart from God and the church or you can get the help and the support you need. It can bring you closer to God and then hopefully repair the things that happen in the church. That's good. Before we move on and focus on the healing part, we do want to say that if you have been let down, damaged, dragged down, or deeply wounded by those in your church, we want to apologize on behalf of them. We're sorry. Yes, because church hurt has this really negative impact on people. And I mean, that's why we're having this show. We're going to talk about how bad this can uh, feel to a person and how it can actually alter their life. So one of the fallouts that can be very distinct about this is that it gives you a distortion about how you see God, because Mm -hmm. those people represent, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not saying that pastors and priests and all that are God, God. but we're saying that they represent God, right? And they're given a lot of responsibility in the Bible in terms of being those leaders. The Bible describes God as a good father who loves his children and hears the cries of his people when they are in distress. So we must remember that when people in the church do hurtful things, they are not representing our good father. He is not the source of the pain that you feel. Well, that's a really good point because it's easy to get disillusioned with God when his representatives don't act with integrity. We have to separate the two. Yeah, and church hurt also corrupts how we feel about other believers. 
It breaks down the trust. We no longer feel the church is a safe place, and that's a real problem. However, Jesus' intent for the church is to be a place of unity, diversity, a community to help us stand against the darkness of this world. But when people hurt each other, it's easy to blame religion rather than those specific individuals. Mm, And to that point, we so often hear the excuse that it is the hypocrisy of the church members. Why? I no longer go to church, and I don't want anything to do with the church, those hypocrites. I know, and this may sound a little bit harsh, Norm, but that really is just an excuse not to participate in a church community. So rather than giving up on the church, rather than abandoning the car, to use our metaphor, stay and be a model of what Christ wants you to be. You know, there were hypocrites in the first century, too. Jesus had to deal with the Pharisees and other religious leaders who opposed him, who were afraid of him, who plotted his murder. He targeted his harshest critiques to those religious leaders of his day who were living hypocritical lives. That's a good point. I mean, I think we want to believe that everyone in the church is to be trusted, has good motives. Most people are trustworthy, and they do have good intentions. But when you're hurt, it doesn't feel that way at all. But hey, if you are in relationship with anyone, you can be hurt. That's true. It's the risk in any relationship you pursue. So in one way, we should not be surprised, really, when it happens in a church because it's made up of a bunch of imperfect Mm -hmm. people. I mean, we don't give up on marriage because we might get hurt. It's that same kind of idea. But why does this feel so much bigger then? I I think it has to do with our expectations. You kind of touched on Mm -hmm. that. We expect people with no faith to stab us in the back or to act in ungodly ways. But we don't expect the same from people of faith. So when it happens, it's more upsetting, I think, to us. A big part of dealing with church hurt is to examine, then, your expectations. This is one reason Jesus told us to forgive quickly and often. Do you think most of the time church hurt is unintentional? I I mean, generally speaking, I think so, unless you have a really toxic leader with a lot of issues. When people aren't walking in love, they just do hurtful things, and they don't realize sometimes the divisions that they're causing. And sometimes we even hurt people we don't even know we've hurt somebody. Well, what helps with that? I think admitting the hurt, acknowledging those feelings. Don't just suffer in silence because you think it's the Christian thing to do. Feel your feelings so you can eventually heal. Jesus, being fully human, fully God, felt his feelings. He cried when his friend died. He was frustrated by people's lack of faith. He was exhausted from ministry. He got angry at the hypocrisy of religious leaders. Hmm. Perhaps a healthy guideline in that process might be to monitor your own words when you've been hurt. It's so easy to gossip or want to strike back, but we know Jesus said in Matthew 18 how to go to a person directly and personally and confront. And we'll talk about that in a minute because that is important, the way you confront. But you have to deal with this in order to heal. What's so hard about church hurt is that it's so complicated, it seems. It can take the form of hurtful words or exclusion or dealing with entitled people, gossip, backstabbing, so many other ways you can be hurt. And then the fallout of this can be so significant. It can discourage you. It can cause you to be disappointed in yourself even for trusting people. It can cause feelings of anger, confusion, bitterness towards God. It can give a false idea about God, as we've already said, who he is, how he, in, how he interacts with us. And it can wound you even more if you were vulnerable to begin with. Hmm. 
This means, I think, that church leaders have a huge responsibility to deal with hurts that they've caused or other people in the congregation have. Look at what Paul had to do in the early church. I mean, he spoke to the Galatians to help them with their legalism and to the Colossian church about their heresies and to the Philippians to solve the conflicts and deal with selfish ambition in their congregation and to the Corinthians for a host of problems that were centered on pride, their gifts, and their arrogance. Boy, not much has changed since the beginning, has it? So Paul was dealing with that, and we're still dealing with that. And Christ's letters sent to the churches in Revelation included one church that was so unhealthy that the words were that Jesus wanted to vomit. Mm. So church church has been around since the beginning of time, but we just don't want you to give up on the church because of what you've experienced. And on that good thought, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll explore how we can deal with church hurt that is going to lead to healing and even more growth. More with Dr. Linda right after this. There's no doubt about it. We are definitely living in the text, Twitter, and email age. The handwritten note has become quite the relic. But just because we don't write much with pen and paper anymore doesn't mean we should forsake the kind and encouraging message. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I want to encourage you to share a kind word. Even if it's a text, the power of telling a friend you're thinking of them, complimenting a success, or just saying, hey, hang in there, can make all the difference. If you've ever had your day interrupted by just a quick but genuine message from someone close, you know how a thought can raise your spirits, rejuvenate your mind, or help you stick on a difficult path because someone just cares. While you're listening right now, someone may come to mind, someone you can encourage with a few words. Take a minute and text, tweet, or email that person. Tell them you value them and the part they play in your life. It just might change their whole day. Letting Go of Worry by Dr. Linda Mintel. Available on her website at drlindamintel.com and online. We are happy to welcome you back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Today's topic is one that you or someone you know most likely has experienced, being hurt by the church. Before we get back to that conversation, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. There you will find her blogs, her books, and you can connect with her on social media. And an easy way to know what she's writing about every day is to follow her on Twitter and Instagram at drlindamental, Dr. Linda Mental, or on Facebook at Dr. Linda Mental author and speaker. Okay, let's turn our attention to how we can begin healing from church hurt. A good place to begin, I would imagine you're going to tell us is prayer. Yes, and when you're hurt, you go to the one who won't hurt you, Hmm. right? Who will listen, can understand your hurt. Jesus was hurt over and over by people who betrayed him, who told lies about him, worked to bring him down. So he understands the wounding that you feel, and he can sympathize with your pain. He wants us to cast our cares, our burdens on him. So again, separate the church hurt from God's character and turn to Jesus, the healer. And I would imagine that in prayer, the Holy Spirit can help illuminate the source of our hurt in some cases. Yeah, I like that thought. Prayer is often part of the process. It's necessary in order to heal, but it keeps your heart from wanting vindication as well. It may it may be that God illuminates some wisdom in terms of what's been happening, but he also wants to keep your heart open and not move into that vindication. That makes sense. 
So does staying in the Word. I think that's vital when you've been hurt. God's truth, His Bible Word, helps us understand how He sees sin and how He handles it. And that, in turn, guides us as we grow in Christian maturity. And you know, Norm, you might not feel like reading the Bible when you've been hurt by church people, because the problem is, is people just throw the whole thing out. They just go, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with religion. But that's exactly what you need to do. You need to go back to the true source of what it's supposed to look like when there's love that's at the basis of all of this. That's how you know what's counterfeit by knowing what's real. That's exactly right. Yeah. Jesus spoke harshly to church leaders who abused their power, especially those who banded together to maintain it to that power. He drew closer, though, to those who suffered. Here's a 21st century thought. When it comes to confronting the church-induced pain, working out your issues on social media is not a good idea. I, I totally Just agree. Just saying. <laughs> Don't process your hurt on social media or in the public square. Instead, talk to a trusted friend, a counselor, someone that you know or you trust that might be in the church, maybe not in the leadership position, publicly dragging people through the mud is just not helpful. It's venting your anger, which we are instructed not to do. Yes, Jesus made a public display by flipping tables. Um, So sometimes people, you know, use that as an example. Oh, Jesus got angry and I can do it. Yeah, but that was a last resort. Prior to that time, he went to the Pharisees many times to talk with them and answer their questions. So our point is, acknowledge your feelings in a self-regulated way. Be specific and don't blame the entire church. Hmm, That's good orientation because it is individual people, not the church at large, that hurt you. It might be just a group of people within the congregation, but not all the people. So as you said earlier, we're not going to junk the car just to change the flat tire. And that, of course, I'm afraid, means confronting the people who are involved, right? Yeah, so let's turn to the uncomfortable need to confront those involved, because we've had to do that a few times in our life. Most of the time that works. That's Mm -hmm. all it takes. But you have to be committed to speaking the truth in love, being patient, kind, not proud, and reminded of what 1 Corinthians 13 tells us about love. But I'm thinking about a time, Norm, the hurt involved leadership of a church, and nothing was done. And in those cases, you work through the proper channels, you do what you can do, um, and sometimes it doesn't mean you can actually work it out. And maybe at that point, it's okay to take some time away. Well, that might be exactly what you need. Time away from those people, but not from the church, or from Jesus, or from His Word. We needed time away, and we took it. And taking a time out from that particular church was exactly what we needed for healing. There's something about getting a little bit of distance, isn't Mm -hmm. there? And then working through the process and trying to get yourself in a place of healing. And maybe during that time, visit somewhere else. Don't just stay home and do nothing. It's like, you know, being burned by the stove. Just take your hand off of it. (laughs) Don't isolate or decide not to go at all. I mean, find a small group of people to worship with or go to another church for a while to get your bearings and get a little space, a little distance to catch your breath, those wounds to heal, grieve, and process what happened with people that you can trust. And would it help to do that with people who are outside your church? I think that does help because they might have more objectivity. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's so important in this process, we'll go back to what we've said many times, to forgive. The Greek word for forgiveness means letting it go, leaving it behind, move on. Yeah, which means we must stop allowing the hurt to hurt us, right? Right. And by the way, the people who hurt you may never apologize. That's for sure. 
Regardless, though, we're to let it go. Right. That's what forgiveness does. It's a gift we give to ourselves in a lot of ways. Now, this doesn't mean you can suddenly trust the people who hurt you because you've forgiven them or things are going to go back to the way they were before. No, things have changed, but you don't have to allow them to drag you down. You can choose to release the pain and the offense. Again, this is in line with the teachings of Jesus. Forgive generously and often. 490 times, he said. (laughs) And remember, he will work all things together for our good. You know, we've known people who have stayed angry and bitter and want nothing to do with the church when something like this has happened. They have not forgiven. In fact, I saw a post not too long ago on social media that was very harsh over a hurt that somebody had. And I thought, wow, how long is this person living with this? And what is it doing to the person? You know, I don't think anybody in the church is too bothered by what's been going on, but he is definitely suffering. He's in bondage to his own unforgiveness. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when you, when you're ready, you know, you can maybe let this, this not, you know, this forgiveness process really take hold. You're looking at it, you're guarding your heart. Once you've moved through that process, don't keep running, return to a church and use what you, you know, to help other people. I mean, Jesus loved the church. It was his idea and his bride He knows the vital necessity of this community in our lives. And it's so tempting to quit church when you've been hurt. But I'm thinking of the book of Hosea when God keeps chasing down his people, correcting them and bringing them back home. And in the New Testament, Paul does the same thing. His ministry included correcting those churches I mentioned earlier and constantly working with them to make sure they were aligned with Jesus. You know, you made me think of something. I, I think it's very helpful to go to a church where there's accountability. Hmm. And there's a, a some kind of a, a process where the leaders are accountable to someone. Right. Because it seems like a lot of these churches that get in trouble are, aren't. aren't they're having, independent. Yeah, and they're right. not having good accountability. Well, I love this verse in First Peter 5.10, Norm. It says, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect Confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Choose love. We can love someone without liking them. You've heard Mm -hmm. that before, but it's Mm -hmm. true. But wanting what is best for them, hmm, that's different and sometimes more difficult. Often that means praying toward that end so that God can help you love them and want to bless them. You know, and that's not the natural thing to do. I don't really want to pray for someone who's hurt me. It's not natural, but it is something that is possible with the Holy Spirit in you. You know, the church plays a vitally important role in our lives. It can encourage you in your daily living, help you grow in humility, create awareness of yourself in contrast to what the scripture says, pray with other people, gain wisdom from other people, care for those in need. That's a great list. Mm. And you know, the enemy knows the power of the church and its power to change the lives when we worship and we live in community with other people. So Norm, part of his strategy is take out the church and get people so disillusioned that they give up on it. Right. Maybe it helps to understand how church leaders get to a place of hurting people. Help us. Sometimes it is because they're overworked or they simply abuse their authority Workers and leaders often don't feel very appreciated. Mm. You know, they hear a lot of complaints and they lose sight of doing things unto the Lord. Now, we're not excusing bad behavior, but we do think it helps to understand the pressure of church leaders, church volunteers, so we can pray for our 
are, are people that are helping us in this mm-hmm. journey. It's also important, though, to hold them accountable, as we've said, and, and make sure that we're preventing any type of abuse that is happening in churches. Our bottom line today is this. Despite the risk of being hurt, church is still a good place to be. Throughout life, we're involved in many relationships with the risk of getting hurt, and church is no exception. Yet again, how we deal with those hurts is what's going to matter. All important. I heard a very wise person once say, you don't know what someone intended, so give them the benefit of the doubt. Hmm. I think we need to find the balance between being too touchy, but then we should also not sweep things under the rug and ignore toxic behaviors. Yeah, that's really good advice. So listen, if you've been hurt by the church, we're saying first take it to God. Don't run away from him. Then liberally forgive. Otherwise, your wounded emotions are not going to be healed. It's going to be really tough. Then consider your own life. Don't think, well, I would have never done that because you know what? You don't know what you might do under pressure and stress. But most of all, don't leave the church. Find a church that's healthy. Find a church that feels safe, that you can thrive in. Because if you take your hurt out the door, you're just going to bring it into the next one. So instead, work through the pain. Don't give up on the body of people who can journey with you through life. There are so many pros that outweigh the possibility of hurt. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer and my co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes the show a conversation, and to our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Doing life together. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.